Happy Leap Day. It is uh, February 29th, 2024. Uh, Justin Coffin, Joe Danier, BJ's in the back. Um, and thanks for tuning in. 330 Sports Show down here at Youngstown Studio. So, um, Joe, it is Leap Day. Mm -hmm. Do you celebrate? Do you do anything different? My, the, the only thing I, I had an uncle that was born on leap year and he used to it was every time i would see him it was the same freaking joke i'm 12 yeah <laughs> yeah right right yeah but that's it, really it i i really can't i saw um ysu's head coach doug phillips his birthday is today on the 29th do you think um should it be celebrated 28th or march 1st if there's no 29th you don't get what, one what no. would you what would you no you don't get you one don't, you don't get one what about a little kid too bad You're, you got a birthday I, every four years why don't i get a birthday every month yeah well and i'm going to tell you there's some there's some cases in a minute where that kid might not get to celebrate at all for eight years so because of the math not not every four years there is a leap year so it's very interesting um because the sun's i i, I put out a little reel earlier but the sun's orbit around the earth or Excuse me. Let me correct that before I get science nerds after me. The Earth's orbit around the heliocentric sun um, is 365 days, 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 46 seconds. So, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, to astronomers, they know the um, precise time and all that. So we always say, you know, round up 365 and a quarter. So I did some research because I was just curious. Do you know why we have a leap year first of all like i kind of told you but like what's what you're to, thinking to shore on? up the time yeah, offset exactly exactly do you know where that came from i'm gonna say probably the greeks it came from actually the romans and the egyptians initially okay. and then so way back when so 47 bce so we're talking like you know 2047 years ago or whatever, uh, or 2060 plus years ago, um, Julius Caesar, who was like banging Cleopatra at the time is hanging out in Greece or in, uh, in, um, Egypt. So I never heard history books quite frame it like that. <laughs> it might, it might not be the <laughs> nicest way of saying it, but so he's, he's, um, flirtatious with Cleopatra, uh, okay. who is the, you know, Egyptian queen. So he, um, thanks to Cleopatra, meets these um, thinkers, these philosophers, and discovers, oh, why is our Roman calendar different than these Egyptian calendars? Oh. So they talk, they meet, and they do all this stuff. And then, so the Roman calendar, the way it was set up, was 12 months out of the year, just the same as today, but it was only 355 days. So they would lose 10 days every year which will add up pretty quickly so over of course of three years um you know you're losing a whole month but what they would do is at the end of those three years they would just add an extra month of 27 or 28 days so you know they would have 12 months 12 months and then 13 months which is kind of weird but so that was the roman calendar the egyptian calendar was a little bit more precise 12 months 30 days, and then they would add an extra month with five days. So they would have 365 days. So pretty precise there, but not 100% accurate. You know, you're going to lose a day every four years. So um, Caesar goes and asks, you know, like his best philosophers, philosophers, that's a hard word to say, philosophers, and kind of like take the hybrid model of 
the Roman, the, um, you know, the Egyptian and plug it together and see what you come up with. Um, because they were finding out like there's certain harvest times that were off. There's certain times that, uh, I think it was the Nile would flood and stuff like that. And they wanted to be pretty accurate so they could plan for that stuff. So a leap day, um, initially in 45 BCE was put into place. Um, and then what they would do, they only had 24 months in the month of February. They would add, it would be February 24th, you know, 45 BCE. Then it would, the next day would be February 24th. And they did that over a course of time until they got up, um, you know, to that. So I don't know, kind of boring, but kind of interesting too. Well, as a um, kid, I would constantly think like if they were off even by a little bit, there would be a period of time where the seasons would reverse yeah. and you would just be completely off. So it's fairly accurate. Whatever mm -hmm. they did kind of, uh, you know, shored that up. Now, do you think it was weird if you were born in 45 BC that the <laughs> years would be counting down? Would you kind of consider like why they're counting down? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they did that back then. <laughs> I don't know if they quite had that map. So your calendar says, uh, you know, 45 BCE. Like, what are we and then next year to? is 44 BCE. Yeah. It's like, like what? Am I going to die gonna... in 44 years? <laughs> yeah, Although the life really expectancy was probably no more than 44 years back then. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, would they? Would they? Hmm. Yeah, probably. You know, not. another thing I thought of as a weird nerdy <laughs> yeah, kid yeah. is that if you had built a time machine and you you calibrated the thing to go back a certain number of days or yeah. years, it might not line up with the day that you intended to if the time machine doesn't know like your calendar. If it's just going back mathematical days, yeah. you might end up in a completely different time than you thought that's, you were going that's to. That's a really interesting point, too. Um, I think we've talked about this once before, but I'll get back to the calendar in a minute. But uh, the time machine theory that I've heard that like a lot of theoretical physicists and stuff seem to believe is once the time sh machine is created, whether we have one now and no one knows or whether one's created in the future, like I was told you can only go back to the time it was created. Yep. You cannot actually go back in a different, you know, let's say back to the year 2000 or something. You you can't do that. I don't know if that's true, but what do, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, and I've always heard of the, you have to create the exit door before you create the entrance. So if you're going to do a time machine and you figure out how to get out of the time machine, you have to create that first, let time go by, and then create the entry to it. Okay. But you cannot go pierce beyond that. Yeah, so it's, so let's say you we created a time machine yesterday. You could only, like today, you could only go back to yesterday. That, that would yeah, because what would it make it, it materialize right. in that time? Exactly. It exist. Okay. All right. Interesting. So um, back to this, uh, back to Caesar real quick. The month of July, it was called Julius. So that's where July comes from. And then he had another guy, Augusto or Augustus, um, that was like his main guy. And that's where the month of August comes from in the calendar. So thought that was interesting too. A couple more fun facts. Every thousand years um you know in february they would you know they'd notice like they'd be losing some time so it was it was interesting like in the fact of every i believe is every 128 years you would lose one full day like based on this calendar setup now over our course of time that's not much but you add that up over 10 you know tens of thousands of years that's gonna rework the whole calendar so that 
that's kind of another reason we do this. Now, Easter, the Romans were obviously Catholic. Now, Easter is the main reason. Um, it was, his name was Pope Gregory the 13th. And the reason that he wanted it done was because Easter was following, you know, like at different times when it should not be. So I had to look this up because Easter is, and I got to read off of this. Easter is supposed to be celebrated on the first Sunday after the first full moon after March 21st, which is the spring equinox. That's when the days and the night are exactly the same. And they were finding out this isn't happening. It's it's like happening at a different time. So the moon phases were off and all that stuff. So in March 1582, they came up with um, this new calendar that we still kind of use today. And then here's an awesome story. So in Europe, you know, that's where the majority of the uh, intelligent world was in the 1600s. So in 1582, the non-Catholic Europeans used this uh, um, other calendar, Julian calendar. Now the Catholic people in, you know, Italy and whatnot were using this Gregorian calendar. So their dates were off by a few days, um, specifically 12 days. So I found this story of this guy named William Willett, and he challenged this bar he was at. Who knew they were bars in 1582? But he said, I will dance for 12 days straight. And if, and if I dance for 12 days straight, Everyone here has to basically buy him all the drinks he wants um, for, I don't know what the time period was. And so I think it was, you know, later in the evening, let's say it was 1030 at night. So on at 1030 on September 2nd, 1752, this guy starts dancing and he dances around the bar and dances around the bar. And for about an hour and a half, he dances. And then after midnight, he sits down and people start laughing at him. Oh, you only lasted an hour and a half, whatever, this and that. So the, what the crowd didn't realize in England, they passed, or in Great Britain, I should say, they passed legislation that the calendar would go, for, it would omit 11 days that year. So it skipped from September 2nd um, at midnight to September 14th. So he technically won the bet and he brought the newspaper in, showed him all the people did pay up. So I thought that was kind of an interesting, kind of a fun story. So technically the man said he danced for 12 straight days and I guess the numbers don't lie. He did. So an hour and a half equals 12 days in his book. So the first scam yeah, on record, a really good scam. I got, I got another scam thing we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Okay. So, um, so every four years, you think there's a leap year, right? The Olympics, presidential elections, stuff like that. Do you know what years are not leap years? Okay. So I had no idea that even existed until today. So the year 2000 was a leap year, right? Okay. 2004, 2008, 12, 16, 20, and this year, 24, all leap years. The year 2100 will not be a leap year. It's divisible by four, right? But, um, so here's the time when it, the rule is the leap year, if it's divisible by 100 and not divisible by 400, the leap year is skipped. So it has to be divisible by both 100 and 400 to be a leap year because that counteracts the extra like 14 minutes or whatever to save the calendar. So interesting stuff. Time is an illusion. 
like they could just make this shit up as they yeah, go. Exactly. It's like right. when they roll the clocks back, they're like, no, guys, it's 11 o'clock. You're mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's, it's 12. Like it's an hour <laughs> beyond what it just was, which was 11. You're like, no, 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 it's 11. And believe me, we've talked about standard time versus uh, daylight savings and uh, they need to get rid of standard time. Just keep daylight savings. So when the clocks go, well, they'll spring forward, right? Yeah. yeah. So they spring forward whenever that is, sometime in March, I believe. Uh, when that happens, don't change them back. We want the sunlight in the daytime and later on at night. We don't we don't need it at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. And then it's dark at 4.30. Get rid of that. So You, you know, you skim past time travel like... <laughs> I, I I know you threw it out there, mm-hmm. but why did you allocate so little time for the time travel? Talk? Oh, we, we can get back to it. That's all fine. right, all right, we'll continue. On. I was just trying to spit some okay, more facts. All right, so let me. I got like three more facts here or so. Let Let's just go with it. So the chances of having a leap year baby. My friend Dave Spires has uh, his daughter is technically two, even though she's in uh, third, second grade this year. So um, it's her second official. February 29th birthday, but 4 million people in the world have a leap day, uh, birthday, um, 200,000 or so in the United States. It's a one, you can do the math, 365, 365, 365, 366. You add that up one in 1,461, which your chances are better, three times better almost to have an extra finger or toe than to be born on February 29th. So my uncle was special. Not everybody has <laughs> an have, uncle. Did he have six toes? My uncle did not have six toes. He had a leap year birthday. Okay. Maybe a maybe a what if you have an extra toe and a leap year birthday? That's exponential that, yeah, odds right that, there. Yeah. Boom. I can't do the math on that one. <laughs> um in Greece, it's bad luck to get on this uh married on this day. Here's an interesting one. In Finland, Scotland, and Ireland. It's a tradition for a woman to ask a man for like a proposal. And if the man says no, he has to give the woman something. So if you're a woman, you're like, I'm just going to ask for some random person to get married. And then if they say no, shit, they got to buy me flowers or something. I don't know. So I thought that was interesting. Second scam of the day. Yes. Well, here's another good scam for a court for a criminal. Don't commit a crime on a leap year because the court, views the year as however many days are in that year. So if there's a leap year, you're serving 366 instead of 365. So if you're going to commit a crime that you're going to be in prison for over a year, do it on the non-leap year years. Just a recommendation there. So or, or crimin- just... criminals are completely logical in their timing. <laughs> they're of probably their crime. thinking that out. Yeah. When they're, they're like, the this is a leap year. Let me go rob the bank. And let me ask, let me ask this question. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a paid worker, versus a salary employee. Are you getting paid for your work today? Your freebie. You're you're working for free today. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're a salaried employee, you got to work the same you got to, you know, if, hey, it's we're on a Thursday here. You're working on a leap day that technically won't happen next year, so Tough luck, right? Or take the day off sick? I don't know. So, so if if you have a uh, paid vacation on a day that falls on a day where you wouldn't work, is that a free day? I don't know. Yes, it is a free day. <laughs> yes, it's a so free day. That and leap year equal. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, I agree to that. 
<laughs> all right, you want time travel? Let's go. I forget what I was going to say. All right, all right. It, it well, happened hold so long ago, <laughs> but really. All right, hold that thought. Okay. Because let's. I'm going to time travel back to two days ago. You see what I just did there? It's good. Just just watch this video. This is fun. Where was that from? Like 59 feet. So a little bit before half court. I think they'll probably show it again. Here, we'll... Here, wait, one more time. Oh, he was at the sea, the beginning he of was the at, sea. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a shot you practice in... Uh... I That's a shot, like, even as a high school basketball coach, we wouldn't practice, like, exact scenarios where you're going to take it, but every now and then for fun we would say, all right, we got to make a half court shot before we can end practice or leave the gym. So maybe you spend like three to five minutes at the end of a practice and like a situational drill where, you know, cause that's not how often do you take a half court shot? You know, at most you can do it four times a game, but chances are you're maybe going to have like three or four a season. Um, but like a situation like that, you know, it came up and, it won him a game. So I don't know, like uh, the, the amount of people that can make that long of a distance shot is not many. I mean, and that looked as clean as it can get, you know, that was straight through no rim, perfect shot. And um, the Cavs had no timeouts either. So he inbounds the ball and then gets it right back and boom, you know, he had two and a half seconds to do that. So, uh, All right, so awesome. they, they pulled Justin down from the stands. Yeah. They set him up at the half court. The prize on the line is a Porsche Carrera. Sure. You have to hit drain the half court shot. Any consequences if I miss? No, you just oh, don't okay. win the car. Um, I I'd say um I'd say I can hit his is a little bit longer than half court. If I got to go right up to the half court line, I bet you I could hit 15%. All right. I that's, bet I, that's I, good odds. Yeah, I bet I could hit 15%. Because I mean, I used to do it all the time in practice just for fun. Um, and there was at one point, at one point, just for the hell of it, I actually hit three in a row. And it was like unbelievable. Then I probably proceeded to miss the next 20. But um, we, we were just goofing around one time. I think I was coaching middle school basketball. And I was like, all right, everybody's got to make one. So in that time, uh, and I made the coaches do it too. So me, and my assistant coach too. Um, so we, ev everybody had to make one before we could leave. And then, uh, and everybody did, but some people, it took 20 shots. Some people, it took 25 shots. Some people, it took two, you know, it's just, you do the math and you probably, I don't know, 10 to 20% in that range. Um, but Hey, if you gave me a, a shot for a Porsche, I, I could, I could probably step up and hit it. Six shots and it's money. Yeah. 100%. yeah that's about it. Right. About one out of one out of six. So give me six chances. Like, and that's a little bit different with the, uh, you know, you having a defender in your face and the clock running down and that's a little nerve wracking, but if, um, no defenders, whatever, you know, I could probably do it. How about you? No, not a chance. Not you, like I'm if you money. If, if I gave you a hundred shots. Oh, I, yeah, I, I could do it. Like I could do it. I, I was really good. I was a good three point shooter, yeah. like in the paint you know, five foot, it's, nothing guy, you know? Yeah. But still it's really like, I mean, if you can run up on it too, if you had to do it flat footed, that's, that's, that's hard, very difficult. Yeah. But if you get a little bit of a running start and your momentum towards it, I, I think that's very doable. 
I would always go to like the overhand throw and I was not accurate with like yeah. the overhand throw. If I can really shoot it oh, up, yeah. like, yeah, you shoot it like you're normally taking a shot. Yeah. Um, I could pro probably same odds as you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't see, I don't, I mean, it's an insane shot in that situation, but to make a normal half court shot with no defense, no pressure, I guess you got the car on the line, but let's say, you know, your, your Porsche and then you miss 10 shots. Then it goes down to, uh, I don't know, like a like a decent car, then 10 more shots, you know, whatever. You got a Pinto then by the end. end. You're down at a Pinto. <laughs> yeah, the last 10. So um, um, I'm going to skip this slide here, but uh, pretty awesome on on that. And um, just just great stuff. Um, so the Cavs ended up winning that game, um, you know, and they they had a they had a a rough game last night. They lost in double overtime to uh, the Bulls, but you know, overall pretty, um, pretty good stuff. So, um, so let's talk time travel. Cause yeah, you, you talked way too much sports on the three, three <laughs> sports show. All right. So time is relative to the speed that you're traveling. Yeah. You're spinning on a planet that's moving mm -hmm. around a solar system. That's moving around a, you know, galaxy that's moving yeah. and that galaxy is moving around the universe. So speed is relative to motion, right? Yeah. And so like when you're doing calendars or trying to measure time, you have things that sometimes like the earth and the galaxy and the solar system are all moving in unison. So you are traveling faster and then sometimes it's moving against you. Like traffic's going this way, you know, you're going a uh, hundred miles an hour plus a hundred miles an hour. That's 200 miles an hour worth of, with a yeah. speed versus your same in the same direction. You got mm -hmm. two cars that are traveling a hundred miles an hour. They're basically stand still. Like you can look at the other guy's window That's and see true. them eating ice cream. Right? Yeah. And so relative to this, the, the speed, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's true. But we're talking about the measurement of accurate time over whatever. So that accurate, the accuracy goes off because that fluctuation in speed. Yeah. That's it's, uh, drink, drink some more bourbon. It, it's very, it's like a very loaded, you know, you're just, if, if you just talk about one thing, like you look at the clock, it's 354. Okay. I understand that, you know, you talk about what the date and the year, I get that. But then when you're talking about like, even, even stuff, do you remember like on the ACT or the SAT, there would be like, this train leaves Albuquerque, New Mexico at this time, this train leaves Sioux, South Dakota at this time, what time will they meet in Kansas city or something like that? It's like, shit, I don't know. I just hope they both get there, you know, <laughs> um, safe so, travels. Yeah. And like, so, I mean, I, I understand the math and like there, there's a lot of relative time, you know, that you get. And it's like, I don't know, like hopefully they're a little bit late so I can go grab lunch over here. Well, we, we <laughs> buy into time. Like it's this, really concrete thing where mm -hmm. that's the the mean you know yeah, what i mean that's right. the thing that you have faith in but then you look at like the julian calendar and gregorian calendar and it's truly somebody looked at it and said yeah all this time we were off mm -hmm. like we need to recalibrate and set let's just skip a month yeah. you know skip a month ahead and then everybody who believes in time are like wait a minute so what about like last month were we really not at seven o'clock was yeah. it really at nine o'clock yeah right 
isn't that isn't that so weird though like they used to be able to figure this stuff out with zero technology they would do this with a freaking sundial and yes. just like charting stuff for thousands of years and then like we have a hard time like getting to like Austin town to Boardman on in, on time for a meeting. You know what I mean? It's like, for God's sakes, people like the conveniences we really have compared to then. And like the things like we shoot down, like a lot of people that are like, Oh, they can't do this. They can't do that. Like, look at the, what those ancient Romans did. Look at what those ancient Egyptians did. Like they figured shit out. That's still helping us today with no technology whatsoever. No, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, or did they? I don't think they did. Okay. So <laughs> have you ever heard the theory? Let's we'll just get weird here for yeah. a second before I get back to the calves. <laughs> See, um, that's, that's my contribution to this. No, show. I love it. Weirdness. Hey, today. I knew today was going to be weird going yeah. into it. So why, why not? Let's have a little fun. It's, it's the end of it's the end this of day February. doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like you could scrap Like it. technically this is just a free show here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, damn. Now I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Time travel. Time travel. Oh. The Gregorian calendar. Shit. Julius being stabbed in the back by Brutus. Yeah, Brutus. E2 Brutus. Brutus. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was a well, thought. If I come back to it, I'll get it. Okay. So let's just say, like the you know, the, like the poles in the earth, they shift on a regular basis where they reverse themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Or the earth. Do they? Maybe. That seems really scary. So you're talking the North Pole flips to the South Pole, the yeah. South Pole. Your orientation, you would never know as a being that's living on the earth that the north is now the south and the south is north. I don't but, get it though. Like, so is it switching from the inside? So the polarization, the uh, basically there's there's molten metal in the middle of the earth. Yeah, right. It basically shifts so that the polar the poles change based on what that shift does to the molten rock inside the earth. Wouldn't that cause like massive, like catastrophic volcanoes earthquakes all that stuff i don't think so i think the you electromagnetic think so? field that, shifts that so feels like, like it'd be like the end of the earth maybe it will <laughs> are you making a prediction no i'm just saying like if the north pole so are you telling me it's flipping like this yes how would we not know that well because, we can we can measure rotating. we can measure the electromagnetic field and find out when the positive pole reverses with the negative but pole. like wouldn't you physically you wouldn't physically be able to see anything. No, like it's, it's all like measurement by electromagnetic fields. So though, my question is, okay, so we're in the, we're in the Northern hemisphere. So we flip worse all of a sudden in the summer, summer, eh, summer, the magnetic Southern South hemisphere, pole. not, not the physical South pole, the magnetic South pole. Oh, damn it, Joe. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Then I don't get it. I'm I, so it's still so do the whole does the whole climate change i don't think the climate is reliant on electromagnetic northern so like right now in like south america it's their summer right yes. and up here it's our winter technically for another few weeks so when we flip down there is it still the summer yeah climate doesn't care about like electromagnetic activity okay. that's what i'm worried about joe i want it to be warm so maybe i just move by the equator and forget about it all so what if your compass pointing north north turns into south that would screw a lot of things up that really would it flights like you don't want to be in the air at that time i would imagine like where are you going i th this topic blew my mind because like i don't 
I don't really have a grasp on the polls flipping. Like the polls flipping sounds absolutely catastrophic to me. So is that a real thing? Hundred percent. Like it's due so really soon. And this has happened before. Yeah, it, I think it's like every hundred and fifty years the poles reverse. Oh. North Pole becomes South Pole, and vice versa. I don't. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. All to right. Me. So the next one. Okay. The Earth slowly slowing down, spinning slowly. Yeah. And also revolving around the Earth more slowly. The Sun. The Earth spinning around the sun yeah, yeah. more slowly. Okay. So if it slows down, your perspective doesn't change whatsoever. You live your day normally how it would. Right. But in sort of like more of a... a the, the day would become longer. It would because it's moving faster. So did the calendar change or did the speed of the Earth change? I'll leave that to the mathematicians. But I, yeah. that. So would the, would the pole shift cause that the earth's rotation to slow down maybe and it has happened before every every couple hundred years yeah and that that blows my mind like i i can't grasp my head around that well you know when I, you're sitting really the, you're can't. sitting in the parking lot and there's a car next to you yeah. and it starts moving and you don't your brain like perceives it as you're moving Right? Sure, right from your perspective that there's movement happening, but it's not really you moving. Okay. So when you take in, into account that we're in, you know, all this movement and it's all happening at different directions, the, the polar shift, the earth slowing down in its yeah. rotation and the earth's in its orbit, you can get a total time change. Damn. I didn't even know the poles could shift. I have heard that before, but that really baffles me. I'm, so, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to read to you. So while you're looking that up, I'm just going to tell you the Cavs are 38 and 20. They're 20 and 10 at home, 18 and 10 on the road, 25 and 14 against the Eastern Conference, 13 and 6 against the Western. They are 2 and 1 now in overtime this year. They had previously won their last 12 straight. 16th rated team in offense, second on defense, fourth overall in the NBA. All right, Joe. Yeah. Give me something. I, so I, National Geographic says that the polar reversal does not change any of the climate. Okay. Just so you know. Wait, I wait, know wait, you're... wait. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go back to what you said. They swap this happens every 300,000 years. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> I said 150 150 years, 300,000. Okay. 300,000. So there's no like 150 years ago you would have there would have been books written about this. So 300,000. But in, no in negative 300,000 BC, <laughs> they were writing about this. Oh, you just, the, the books don't last just, that long. They just didn't have the pens. They didn't have the utensils to write technology. Them. Yeah. Okay. They were using sundials to write books. So do they know approximately when it's happened? It, yeah. Or it's when, due. When? Like they keep saying that this thing is, is due. Let me look at some okay. of these articles. All right. Oh, 2024. We're, we're screwed. By, <laughs> what is that even discreet news or desert news i don't even know there's a scene there desert news that's, that's a that trusted, sounds that's a, that's a reliable very news yeah from desert news i i get my uh i get my weather reports from uh a local sports source and i get my uh poll flipping from desert desert uh so it's anywhere news. between three hundred thousand and eleven there's a margin of error of 3,000 years. Okay. We're in that sweet spot. All right. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> so, all right. We're, 
we're talking about pull flipping and time change and so that i'll tell you what though to me that's that scares the hell out of me the pole flipping because it's like you know you can there's there we everybody can worry about everything day to day illness war you know famine covid whatever it might be but if the if the earth's poles flip there's nothing you can do then and that's scary as hell to me because i feel like like to me, I feel like it has to happen like this, not like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Like, Heart I don't effects. Know. Am, I, am I describing it in science? No, that, that was that was perfect. Okay. I, I saw a theoretical physicist okay. explain exactly that way. Playing the violin versus uh, flipping a, a basketball on its on its end. So that was good. I. That's that's terrifying. It's been a while since I was in a physics class, but this stuff makes sense to me someone smarter than I, well, that's already you, but someone smarter than Joe and I that knows things about the pole dynamics and stuff, please reach out because do you, do you understand how much we are pissing off scientists right now. They are <laughs> screaming like, right now. Jackasses. Shut up. Don't know what you're talking about. Shut, it's a sports show. So yeah, that <laughs> first of all, that's, that's yeah. Strike one. Um, but no, that's that's super interesting. I would really, really be curious about. Um, so I'll tell you what. Let's try to get a science person in for the eclipse, whether it's like a meteorologist or whatever. And then I want their. If you talk to um, any of the meteorologists locally, we'll have to ask so them that. So I, I actually asked the physics department if they would come talk to me about like multiverse and wormholes and whatever, and they all declined. What do you think about these topics? Yeah. Are they do they think are so radioactive that they don't want to talk about it? What do they know something that do we they don't know? think because it's like um like a sketchy subject that people will think they're a little kooky if they talk about that. Yeah, versus like an educated your notoriety goes way down when you start talking about the flat but like earth. very, very intelligent, smart people, you know, think that that's an actual thing. So yeah, well, theoretical means that you got to believe in things that you can't measure. Right. It's, it exists in some kind of plane. That, I mean, we're if you read like Stephen Hawking, yes, you read smart dude Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said like simulation, you know, multiverse, all that stuff is like a 50-50 type chance. Um, whereas you know, other people I know like Elon Musk thinks it's like almost a hundred percent that that's happening. But are, are we in a simulation yeah. according to you? Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I, I would say no, because I feel like I have free will and all that stuff, but. Well, I can program free will into the simulation. I'll let you think that you got free will. Okay. Just like when you play a video game, you think you can like free will it. Mm -hmm. Right. But I designed the world and I designed the people in there, the NPCs, I the currency like i control a whole lot and okay. you can think that you're in control okay but i'm not you're not okay. i control the world okay right your gravity is right. described so by me so the way you're describing that feels like you've you've thought about that often so you are the only yes i'm control. a simulation guy okay but what pisses me off about the simulation if we're thinking about the universe and planets and whatever that's all part of the simulation too so it's bullshit you know, even to contemplate it because it's all controlled by 
a programmer that's bigger than us. Who created the simulation? Somebody more intelligent than human beings. Okay. Could be aliens. Maybe. Could okay. be God. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. And Elon Musk always uh, also thinks that it might be nested simulations where we're in a simulation and then we think it's our reality. So then we create another simulation within a simulation and put ourselves in a simulation. So mm -hmm. how many dimensions of simulations can we be in right now? A simulation within a simulation within a simulation. So technically, if you're in a simulation and you know it, there's no consequences. That's right. But if there is or if you don't know it you're you're living by a the construct laws and so maybe this is where we get all of our crazy ass people 100 <laughs> percent. but even those consequences could be programmed consequences so they feel real to you but somebody thought like hey somebody's going to put their hand on a hot stove i want it to burn right and then they feel like they have free will yeah. when i said if you touch stove open flame <laughs> equals ouch that right? sounds like caveman talk right there. <laughs> well, that's how programmers we talk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If not, not ouch. Okay. All right. Let's get back to a little sports real quick. Wow. Now let's, um, let me ask your, let me, if this is a simulation hypothetically mm -hmm. and everyone has their own free will, they don't know it hypothetically. Um, you're a student at Wake Forest University. You're a student at Ohio State University and you're at a game and you're playing one of the best teams in the country. So you're the home team. You're in the stands. You're rooting for your team. So last, not last weekend, but two weekends ago, Wake Forest was playing Duke. Wake Forest is very average uh, team this year. Duke's always, you know, right up there towards the top. So Wake Forest knocks, on, knocks off Duke. They storm the court you know, and I'll explain what happens in a little bit. Ohio State women beat Iowa's women, who Iowa's one of the best uh, college basketball teams in the country. Ohio State now is, but at the time they were not. Um, so court storming has got one of the uh, the Duke players, one of their better players, um, injured. And then a fan, if you look in the bottom right picture there, Caitlin Clark, who's the best player in all of women's basketball, this this fan was running out just like taking a selfie or, you know, doing a live stream video. She runs into Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. She like falls over. So court storming your thoughts. Is it cool? Is it not cool? Is it somewhere in the middle? Just let them live. What do you think? I think when when you have a group of a hundred thousand people in one spot and they decide to do something, you yeah. do not have choices to be able to stop that. Yeah. So you almost have to permit it and make it sort of like, you know, like when the hockey team wins the national championship and they flip over cars and stuff on fire. You don't want that version of it. Mm -hmm. But storming the card is kind of benign in comparison. Yeah. And usually you don't the way I think about this, basketball and football are very different too, because Football, usually you're in the stands. You got to like jump down a little bit. Um, whereas basketball, you just walk down a couple stairs. You're right on the court. Um, and then basketball players aren't padded. They're not wearing right. gear. Whereas football players, you run on the football field, all bets are off. Like if you get your ass kicked, if you get stepped on by a cleat, if you just get knocked down, that's on you. Same thing with basketball too. Like there's consequences for that. But I think 
think it's one of those things that's like it's been around forever. They're college kids. They're just trying to have some fun. Now, if somebody does something stupid or ridiculous or tries to go after a player, there should be court and law punishment for that. But actual running on the court for, you know, and just having fun, taking some pictures, whatever, let them live is my opinion. But um, all right. So you're, you're a college and it's tradition to rip down the uprights mm -hmm. in order for celebration. Yeah. Do you make it easy and let it happen or do you prohibit it? So I, I think, you know, I went to Ohio state. So at Ohio state, they actually, that was the only area they protected were the goalposts. So they would make a police like triangle around the goalposts. And I think people only rushed the field. Like when I was in school there, like twice, it was the one Michigan game. Uh, and I also went to another one. I can't remember what game it was, but they, but fans all went on the field. I, I actually only went on the field once and I, you know, I did it so I can't criticize people, but, um, I, I, I think if here's, here's the way I'm going to put it. If you go on the field and you go and have fun, you're with a group of friends, whatever, and you're not doing any harm. Most of the time it's fine. Then you end up getting off the field, you walk off. But if you go down and get, get on the field and some security guy or girl takes you out, I think that's their right too, because whether you're unlucky or luck, whether they just let 50 people pass you and you get, you're the 51st and they take you out. It's like, Hey, you got to make an example of somebody or, um, it's like, Hey, wrong place, wrong time. But if you step on that field of play or that court of play and you better expect any consequences that are coming your way. So you're a streaker. Yeah. You decide to take the that's Super Bowl, different. That's different. Run across the yeah. uh, the field, and do um, you get arrested? Do you get jail time? Like I can see a college saying, "I don't want this to happen." Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have cameras fixed on the field. Mm -hmm. We identify you as a student here. You're expelled. No more college for you. Yeah. Does it put an end to it? Um, Penalty has no, to be high enough to no. dissuade it. No, I don't think so. Like I know the schools get fined, but like the individual penalty for a student as long as you're not intentionally doing something stupid. Um, I don't like, if you're not like physically trying to injure someone, if you're just, if, but if maybe if you go after the goalpost and you help rip it down and they got video footage that you're probably going to jail or paying a very hefty fine. And I honestly have zero problem with that because there's one, there's a difference between going out, having fun, versus being destructive you know what i mean what, so. what if you're a real dick and you take <laughs> a, a, a flag and you plant it in the opposing team's center 50 yard line <laughs> that's uh that's a fake fake grass yes, field too yes, then yes. i think uh you should be tackled and pounded into the ground okay just, so, just yeah. wondering <laughs> so I, I think i i think there was a michigan guy that did that and a former uh, browns, browns quarterback yeah. that might have done Total that too dick. yeah yeah you know, Ohio State when they went down to Oklahoma and beat Baker, they they did it with class. So they didn't uh, they didn't they expected to win. So let's just put it that way. Mm, Ohio State, cheers, a better team. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you asked me a mind blowing question earlier. I'm gonna okay. put a video or uh, an image up on the the screen. I want you to identify this random thought I have today. Okay. Is the Major League Baseball player? that's pictured in that logo, the logo of the Major League Baseball, 
Is he a right-handed or left-handed hitter? And how do you know? Oh, he's a left-handed hitter. How? Why do you say that? We're we're looking at hit. Oh my goodness, that just changed. Yeah. What the heck. Why is he a right-handed hitter or a left-handed hitter? Yeah. I'm I'm very. I think this would be a great poll question to put out there because I looked at that today, and I've and when you said left-handed hitter, I could see how you thought that. I always thought it was a right-handed hitter. So the size of the baseball means that it is closer to the camera. Meaning that he's actually his stance, but there is, is no coming. camera. No, my, this is my eyeballs <laughs> are the camera, and the proportional size means that if he was a right handed hitter, it'd be further away, and that ball would much, be much smaller. These are the kind of questions that kept me out of Harvard and Yale and stuff. But if you'd answered them questions. right, you would have got into Harvard <laughs> and I, into Yale. I had a 50 50 chance and I missed it. Yeah. So uh, I, I'll have to look back and, and see what I But put. then again, that pitch might have been behind the batter. So it might That's have been true. a That's shit. true. Or was it on a leap <laughs> day and it never happened? <laughs> The poles shift and he's really on his head. Yeah, he's actually he's actually in South America when the pitch is being thrown in North America. So oh my I'm very curious what people I'm gonna post that um on social media and see what people think because I I would think most people would think that's see now you have me thinking it's a left-handed hitter, but I've always thought it's a right-handed hitter. I don't know. Why would That's they baffling? But if the if the artist that rendered this took a picture yeah. behind the batter rather than in front of the batter, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's got to be a left handed. And first, he's of all, facing him. Is that a person or is that a bird? Look at that nose. <laughs> <laughs> is that a person no, no. or a bird? He has a helmet guard that comes down. That's to protect his face. Oh, okay. And if he's a left handed hitter, that <laughs> is coming in front of his face. Okay. Rather all than right. from behind, where you wouldn't see that. Okay. That's More fair. evidence for my cause okay all right all right let me ask you do you ever see the tupperware that when you look at it one way it's face down and then you look at it another oh, way yeah, and it's face yeah. up same yeah thing. or like those pictures is, is this a horse or a, a dolphin or something like that or how many faces do you see in this tree stuff like that all right i have a question for you sure the hundred most valuable franchises in all of sports so i'm talking major league baseball nfl nba soccer all the european soccer teams all of that stuff where do you think the cleveland browns rank in most valuable franchises out of the top 100 i'm gonna say 15. okay where do you think the cleveland cavaliers rank hmm the Cleveland Guardians are not on this list, by the way. The top 100. 40? Okay. All right. So the Cleveland Browns are actually 41st on this list, which is mind-blowing because you think NFL, expensive franchises, all that. The Cavs are actually 68th. So that's still pretty damn good if you think about it. Who do you think the number one team is? Most valuable franchise in all of sports. Yankees. Okay, that's a great guess. They're actually number five. That's a great guess. And they are the number one baseball team on this list. They're the, actually the only baseball team in the top five, or top ten even. Um, let me see. We're, actually, the top 16, they are the only only baseball team. So, What about Lakers? Lakers are number four. Okay. Any more guesses? So you got you got the number four and number five. 
See if you can get another top 10 team. Ah, <sighs> big money. We have a local owner that owns one of these franchises. The 49ers? 49ers are number nine on this Seriously? list. Seriously? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, number nine. So think of maybe the biggest. This is a Okay, so NFL has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the top 12. So if I name any of those, I'm in. Yep. So an NFL franchise. Eight of the top 12. This, all right. So I'll go New England Patriots. It's mm -hmm. one of them. They're number eight. Okay. Uh, let's see. Probably want to think big market. Yeah. What change of names? Does it matter? Does it go with? The... Nope. It doesn't matter. Okay. I was thinking like a Los Angeles team. Yep. But, uh, all right. One of the Los Angeles teams. Rams, the Rams. Yes, okay. correct. The Rams are number seven. So you have number four, number five, number seven, and number eight. I have to get one more to win a prize. No, there's no prizes. It's just for fun. Okay. <laughs> just for fun. You get All a right. sip of that bourbon over there. All right. The Giants. The Giants are number six. Okay. So you got four, five, six, seven, and eight and nine. Dang. All right. All right. So and you know the answer. The so. number one is the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, the most valuable uh, sports team in the world. Number two, three, and four are actually NBA teams, which to me blows my mind. The Golden State Warriors, San Francisco. I think they own the arena and all that stuff. San Francisco's valuable land. The New York Knicks, again, major name. And then the LA Lakers, which you said are number four. Then you got... Five Yankees, six Giants, seven Rams, eight Patriots, nine 49ers, 10, the other New York team, New York Jets, then the Commanders, and then the Chicago Bears are number 12. Oh, so nice. Pretty, I would have never guessed the Bears. Pretty crazy there. That, um, But the value of sports, I believe um, when the Warriors were purchased, I believe they were purchased for like $300 million which that's a lot of money, but they're now worth somewhere in like the $8 billion range, which is mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. So, and, and what's, what's of all the teams that you listed there, what do you think the team that is worth the most, but performance wise has been like basement. <laughs> I, I thought oh, jets when you said that, yeah, the jets or the commanders, Giants haven't been very good of late over the last decade. Uh, the Knicks are finally back to where they should be. Like the Cowboys get to the playoffs every year, so they're competitive. But uh, I don't know. I think that that's probably the Jets are probably a good answer there because they have they've been bad for a long, long time. Like we're talking almost two decades now. So yeah, but Woody Johnson, the Johnson family owns that Johnson and Johnson. So that's a they're doing okay without the, you know, right. even without, without the, the we Jets don't need to franchise. do a GoFundMe to yeah, kind of no, keep them I, in business. I think they're going to be okay. All right. I think they're going to be okay. So just thought that was interesting. Um, final topic I want to touch on. And then if you have anything, so I threw this out to you guys earlier, but have you heard of the pig slaughtering scam? Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay. So you're a big, like respond to these scammers. So, I saw a story the other day on John Oliver on HBO 
and or max, excuse me. Um, but pig slaughtering costs this thing called three costs the Americans three billion dollars a year. So pig slaughtering is the pigs are the Americans. So what these people do, so apparently in China, it's basically this. Uh, during COVID, this started. So do you ever get random messages on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter from just some random looking? Usually, if you're a guy, it's going to be a female. Like most of the time, most people do. Have you ever got one? All the time. Yeah. So so they'll they'll send you messages or they'll send you a text and it'll say like, like if I'm sending it to you, but I know who you are, it might say like, and I know your name's Joe, I might say, hey, Mike, you left your phone at Home Depot or something. And that it's like a conversation starter. So what they do is get these conversations started um, and they want gullible people to respond to them. And then they have this whole handbook too. And it's like, step one, you know, make contact with these people start a good relationship and like most of the time if if you're if it's a female most of the time it's going to be a guy sending a messages or who they think is a guy if it's a male it's going to be a female most of the time sending them messages and you know these people that are doing this are in china russia wherever but they have been like trafficked so they are how this started was during COVID, all these gambling casinos and whatnot, they took a lot of people and basically um, ha have control of them. So they're like enslaved, enslaved yeah. basically. Yeah, they're enslaved. So they set up these fake accounts on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever. And they start these relationships with these people and they get them to send them money or they get them to invest in something and then they think they're investing in something, but actually money's being taken out of their account. And, but it shows them like they're making money or doing well and they're either investing more or whatever. It costs Americans $3 billion a year. It's crazy. And a lot of these people that are scamming you have to scam you because otherwise, who knows what might happen to them? You know what I mean? So I just, this story like blew my mind and it's insane. So I don't know. Billions of dollars. They said reported 3 billion. So they know it's actually cost them more than that because it's only people that will announce that to like the government or to authorities that, Hey, we've been, I've been taken for like, the one person in the story I saw was taken for over two and a half million dollars, you know, and um, some people are costing their whole life savings because they thought they were investing in Bitcoin or they thought they were investing in, you know, some financial statement. This one guy who they highlighted in the story was a CEO of a bank. So it wasn't these like just hillbillies from Arkansas. Uh, sorry, Arkansas. But, you know, it wasn't just these random like you know, people, they were, they were targeting like successful, smart people and they got taken. So just beware out there. I know you guys down here do a lot of, you know, beware of these type scam artists and stuff like that. But this like really caught my eye and the story was fascinating. So I don't know. So I have a business idea for yeah. you and I. Mm -hmm. 
maybe this year we start a cult <laughs> and we do our own scam, but okay. we can do a scam that's better than these idiots in China. Like they always make mistakes by making it less than believable. I think we can take these people and make it feel and seem way more legitimate. I think we can do it better. Probably, but we just announce our crime. It's so. just an idea. This is the table of good ideas. <laughs> and if they're billion dollars in avoid, I can hire lawyers yeah. for millions. And and you know, they're splitting that three billion with so many other people. Just you and I, man. Yeah, I mean, this is a two-man we'll operation. First start the cult because we need our gullibles, right? <laughs> and then we can offload some of the responsibility for the scam to the gullibles so that there's plausible deniability. I think this is a good scam. Okay. I mean, I mean, plan. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm in. All right. With that said, I mean, everybody have a good weekend. No, um, no, I think that's I think that's interesting. So yeah. Um, I don't I don't think I can sign on the dotted line for that. You know, fun. I'll think about it though. <laughs> Off air, you mean before we're we'll, we'll instead of I'm publicly out. I'm out, Joe. So no. We'll, yeah. Uh... Talk to me later. <laughs> but I will say seriously, if you haven't heard of this, go Google pig slaughtering scam. It's very it's wild. Wild shit. So um, I mean, they legitly have psychology on these people and how to manipulate them and like take them down. So fascinating stuff so one more topic please you wrote, you, yeah, you're hey, doing it whatever okay so tiktok do you use tiktok you know what i watch some tiktok videos but i actually do not have an account on my own so china produces tiktok yeah if you go to china and open up the tiktok app it's basically an assembly of videos of academic really rich in science and mathematics sure so they're culturing all of the Chinese kids to become smarter because of TikTok. The U.S. version is not that. No, it is not. It is a dumber version. It is much meant dumber. to make an enemy of the of China, the United States, stupider and more addicted to something that's going to make them worse. So the war yeah. of worlds, a sophisticated war. Yeah. Right. It's right. not like I'm going to throw a bomb at you and shoot a yeah, gun yeah. 10 feet away from you. All stupid, primitive methods. Right. If you can make your enemy really, really, really. They're playing dumb, the long game, long game, yeah. hundred year, thousand year game. Yeah. And they're willing to like release a product that makes your enemy dumber. And maybe over those thousand years, we'll lose 10 days because of the. My beers. <laughs> Circle back. Circle, Circle back but is the but is the earth rotating slower so it all comes <laughs> time is a flat circle joe all right flat everybody circle. enjoy your weekend we'll see you later have a good one thank you for listening to this show on youngstown studio this is original youngstown content feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on facebook thank you for your support